on this episode of My Adventure in Space and Time. He was like, I'm bad, I killed them all. Some seamless exposition there. <laughs> <laughs> they all, yeah, they all look like poor sods that have been put in suits. I, that gave me a giggle. It was really good. Welcome to my adventure in space and time, a modern Whovian's journey through classic Who. I'm Shona, I'm that Whovian, and I'm back again with Chloe Huberdo. Hello! Hi! Cool, so you've been on before. You were on for The Edge of Destruction, which was the two-parter in series one. It was. Yeah, and it was a wild ride. Um, It was a wild ride. It was... uh made me feel unrooted from the earth and so did this episode (laughs) so well I yeah I thought this would be a cool one to do because it's also a two-parter it's also David Whittaker who wrote the edge of destruction and I think it's kind Mm -hmm. of the edge of destruction of this series but you know not the same in a a lot of ways um it feels it it has a similar like uh vibe to it yeah so you're I'm not gonna like ask you to go through your whole like history again, but um but from what I remember, you've seen I think what most of Modern Who, is that fair? Um I've seen yeah, like all of Eccleston, a lot of tenant, not all of tenant, because I still need to finish like like I've seen all the like famous episodes after season two, but I never finished season two because I was emotional and it was late at night. That was in high school. Oh, that's fair. Don't need to get around to it. But I just believe in like waiting. It's okay to wait until the wave comes in life. Sure. And like, till you really get into it. So I'm just like waiting on that wave. Yeah. yeah. One one day it's going to be the perfect time, you know. But yeah, I was aware that you might not have the context for this episode. Just with them, um, Susan leaving, great hair, Susan. And... And she stays on Earth with them, with Dreamy David, Dreamy Scottish David, who me and, yeah, so he's, right, me and- DSD. What was that? DSD. It is. <laughs> Dreamy, Dreamy Scottish David. He, DSD? but we couldn't, we couldn't tell if he was trying to do an English accent though throughout it. Oh. But at some point we were like, is he Scottish? And we were, we looked it up and we were like, wait, he is. So we couldn't figure out if he was just a very like, kind of not unlike what Peter Capaldi sometimes sounds like in Doctor Who. Mm. Like quite a, like, I don't know, quite a refined Scottish accent, like yeah. a very soft there was Scottish a accent. Brief moment in this episode where I thought the guy, Burnett, Burnett, I thought he was Scottish for like two seconds. Bennett. So yeah Bennett 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 but I mean this is actually ringing a bell but I don't remember what line it was but something at the very beginning this is kind of ringing a bell actually but maybe it was just uh, but then you thought it too I was gonna say maybe I was just on the lookout after Dreamy David Um, yeah and then I also well I'm a little bit delirious because I'm ill but I also like there's a moment at the beginning where 
he was giving me Matt Berry vibes, but just for like, again, like so, such a small time. And then when I paid attention again, I was like, no, the vi- they're gone. The Matt Berry like, vibes are gone. Like I don't know like, if it's just the beard. Oh, I thought you meant like his voice maybe. Like he the was voice like and this. the beard. <laughs> but again, like I, I maybe like my consciousness wasn't operating on the same levels it usually does. <laughs> All right, yeah. Matt Berry vibes. Like, I mean, that's such a strong vibe as well. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, what is it? What is a slight Matt Berry vibe? Yeah. It really makes you're you either, think. You're either. It really either makes you right. think. Yeah. <laughs> Bring on the trumpets. <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay, I'm going to give a short synopsis. Very, very short. Okay, okay, uh, as short as I can, As short as I can manage. So, yeah, TARDIS lands on the planet Dido. They discover this crashed ship. It's got two survivors on it. You've got Bennett, and he is having trouble walking, and you've got Vicky. And they claim that they're being terrorized by one of the planet's inhabitants, uh, Coquillian, I think is... I mean, I know we were talking before, and we were saying he's his name is often... Uh, McCorkerdale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ian Cockakillian or something. It sounded like cockaleaky soup, whatever he said. Yes. But I couldn't work out if he was like doing a bit. You know what I mean? I, I, if he was like yeah. saying that as a joke. Um, and then so Barbara says his name wrong. Everyone's confused. Yeah. And that is, that's pretty on brand with Classic Who, I've discovered. <laughs> yeah, including me. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor seems like really. I don't I don't remember him being this dotty in the last episode I watched. That's He's ex- out there. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like honestly, even just in comparison to the last and I've watched like a few more than you, right, at this point. But even even to me, I was like, Whoa, is he okay? Like Yeah. Ian and Barbara sort of seemed like his carers a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but then he also seemed like he was their carer because he everybody he talks to I don't know if this is because this is the only other one I've watched, but everybody he talks to, he talks to like they're a six-year-old. <laughs> oh, yeah. especially. I mean, I, I guess especially Vicky, but I mean, I was going to say, oh, at least okay. she's like a young girl, but like also like she, Barbara, she's still... Yeah. He, also, he... also Ian. I still find Ian creepy. Okay, get back to the synopsis. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot we got derailed as well. <laughs> Yeah, but the doctor's kind of confused about this because he's like, I've been to this planet before and I know these creatures are peaceful. And that was kind of cool because I don't think we've actually been somewhere yet where the doctor's already been before and like has some not like that seemed quite modern who where he's like, ah, yes, I've been to this planet. Um, But yeah, Bennett's like, no, no way. They, yeah, they murdered all of the crew and they're keeping us hostages. So they're like, oh, right, Mm -hmm. shit. But then, yeah, we discover at the end that Bennett has been dressing up as Coquillian the whole time and it's because he's murdered all of the crew and he's trying to cover it up from Vicky who who you know was yeah. aware of this and yeah. he says he's trying to save his life so they can't take him back to earth so it's like okay they still have capital punishment in like 2400 cool oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's a, a little bit of oversight <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like yep seems reasonable um, yeah. yeah, and at the end he dies because um, some mystery men, I he guess. He gets gently let off a cliff. <laughs> it was truly 
I that gave me a giggle. It was really good. It it was real odd, yeah. And it was I was quite pumped at that section because that was like the climax. It. The doctor like threw a sword into a chair. It was really active for William I didn't Hartnell. See that. Oh my god! I yeah. didn't notice the sword into the chair. I noticed um, when he's being backed backed up when Betty is being backed up by the aliens who turn out to just look like humans and the like the a the coquillion mask is like ceremonial mask they wear which is quite quite a funny way to get around how cheap it is looks that what it was? <laughs> I thought because I was confused by the guys so maybe I missed something because I thought they were part of the human crew but oh no but what you're saying makes way more sense no I think they just yeah they they just crash landed and the it was as far as I know it was two of the aliens on that planet but when they're back when they're backing towards him he he just like what I was saying last time that vibe of like a sort of like awkward school play yeah he just like he just like knocks a chair over (laughs) moderately hard (laughs) like do something not even in their way he just goes like (laughs) ah to the side yeah and they yeah you're right they they don't touch him they just sinisterly kind of walk towards him and he eventually gently falls down and yeah but I love the whole scene I liked the set a lot it was like okay like here it's giving me like there was a lot of good set design even though it was still like not very much what there was was like giving me what I needed yeah, I mean, I'm sure anything would be good for you as well, seeing as the last one was all set on the TARDIS. <laughs> and yeah, say, with like sh- the Sharpie, the Sharpie label. Yeah, and the TARDIS, that TARDIS is like very uninteresting <laughs> as well. There wasn't a lot to work with. And mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was good. I liked their little, um, their little inside the rocket ship set, you know, and, and, I, and I really liked it once they went into that little hatch, into, um, you know, where the end takes place. And there was, uh, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it looked real nice actually. Like even the lighting and stuff, everything. Yeah, I really liked. I mean, maybe we could we'll talk about it more in depth. But like the the room where the monster, like the actual monster of Sandy, is down yeah. below. Oh, the sort of yeah. door that the spikes come out of had like this really cool, like sort of artistic rendition of the monster's face. I think that was like my favorite part of the episode because it was like really well done. I was like, okay. Okay, I see. I see. <laughs> I think series two is a bit of a step up from series one as well. Like this is the third story of, and and if this is the budget saving episode, and I'm only assuming it is because it's two episodes. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. The one, bef- the one before they were running around London and like trying to get to every single kind of landmark in London. Um, mm-hmm. And the one before that, they were small. They were shrunk. Nice. <laughs> they were just small. <laughs> they were small. <laughs> so were... there was like a lot of big things for the yeah. set. Yeah. Oh, quite <laughs> so good. <laughs> One time, was... okay, the last when I went to like year, like in 2015, I went to visit my brother in Vancouver, and his his flatmate had like a giant pea pod that was ostensibly from Honey I Shrunk the Kids three. Right. Oh my god cool <laughs> and it was just it was just there in the house I mean what else would you do with it apart from put it on display for for all to see yeah you know? yeah it was kind of falling it was like foam so it was like like 
destroyed in some places, which is a shame. But I, I still wonder whether it really was from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I mean, sure. it's from the third one, so. Not that I mean it's fully you're like it's not that big a deal <laughs> darling I made the children smaller I'm not sure if I've ever seen honey I shrunk the kids one two or three I know I've seen I know I've seen one and two hmm. that I the part I remember the most is like one of the kids passes out I must it must be the one with parents are small but like they they have to give the girl like a bit of banana. They like put banana in her mouth and that like wakes her up because <laughs> of the potassium or something. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. The episode ends with Vicky joining the TARDIS because she's, you know, she's like an orphan. She's lost all, all her people and they like her. Um, yeah, so she, she joins them. And that's kind of cool because that's the first time that's happened you know um yeah was, they yeah it was cool seeing the, him invite her um as well mm. so she's the new susan i guess yeah i did hear as well that they wanted her to dye her hair darker and she was like well hey why don't you just get caroline board back and they were like all right yeah did barbara involved. have lighter hair in season one I don't remember. Am I just but not remembering maybe, it? My God, Barbara's hair in this episode. I she gets pushed off a cliff and it's still <laughs> like a perfect beehive. I spend an inordinate amount of time on this podcast talking about my appreciation for Barbara's hair. <laughs> it's, it's really so like she must, she must be using some like special like future, future hairspray. hairspray. Yeah, that the TARDIS is like, or something. <laughs> I mean, it's perfectly round after getting pushed off a cliff. Impressive. I liked the way she was lying after she fell off the cliff um, because she was just cradling that little tree branch. Like, quite. Yes. She, looked like, she looked like Ophelia, you know? She was just lying with it. Yeah. And then later, she was like, Vicky was like, Oh, are you hurt? And she went, No, I've just sprained my wrist when I broke my fall with that tree branch. And I was like, Right. <laughs> thank you for that information, Barbara. <laughs> yes yeah. some seamless exposition there <laughs> um, yeah but yeah I want to go back to what we were saying about the doctor because I I was thinking that the whole way through is that well I was thinking two things first of all yeah he seemed way more like yeah like dotty like really old manny like do you remember when he Ian and Barbara are talking about it and they're like listen is he all right you know with Susan and everything and mm-hmm. they're sort of like he's the doctor he's okay and and Ian's like, is he going a bit mad? And then the doctor like comes out and is like, I just need this stone. <laughs> he, just, he, comes, just like, he comes out. Yeah, he also comes out and says, I can hear everything you're saying. Gotta get a Brock. Bye. <laughs> he's so weird. And he has so many monologues. He has so many like soliloquies where he's just yeah. sort of talking away. What I was wondering is, did they already know? So did this? Did he get replaced by the next actor because he died or because he just didn't want to do it? I don't know. I I think he was getting on a bit because he's not that old. He's like in his 50s, but he looks... Oh my God. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I have a feeling it was like ill health or something. Um, yeah. I know people will so, know this and they can tell me, but I, I'll probably read I, up on it at like, some point. 
I was wondering whether they already knew what they were going to do and whether they were trying to like set it up that he's ready for regeneration. Oh, I think he's got one more series after this one. I mean, it's not really that many episodes. I think so. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's, no, he seems, his characterization seems inconsistent. I mean, like, a lot of them do like I just like can't get a read on him but I, I think it's just like the era <laughs> like I, well yeah and, exactly yeah yeah I, I don't think it's like the necessarily the I don't know I think it's like the era and like the budget and the genre mm. um because I yeah. I don't know maybe if I watch more he seems like more of like a solid character but just from these two um yeah, like he's up and down. He's all around. I don't, I, I never feel like he's telling the truth necessarily. Yeah. I kind of like that about this doctor in the, but this is also like the beginning. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they yeah. don't really know yet, like who he's mm-hmm. kind of meant to be, but he's a bit sinister. Yeah. Less, less yeah. so than, less so in this series, like, because he's like closer to the companions and everything. And he's like, I don't know, got a bit more humanity, but definitely in the first series, he was like so. And yeah, I think you still kind of don't really know where he's, what he's going to do. I'm not really sure William Hartnell often knows what he's going to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel like, I feel like a lot of, like, they're all just, they're all just giving it their best go. Yeah, hello. Just it always sounds like I'm I'm slagging it off, which I'm not. I'm like I I think I like I appreciate it, mm. but also like I'm ready to talk about how it is and why it is. <laughs> yeah, but he gets a lot of like action in the. Yeah, he he's doing a lot of he's like running around stuff. Yeah, which he never does. Like usually that's what Ian's mm. for. Like, and then he was like he was like um, breaking into that door. You know, he picked up something that was made to look like a big metal thing but was probably yeah yeah like broke into that to Bennett's room and he was and he did pick up a sword and Bennett had a big chair and he you know sliced the sword and it went into the into Bennett's chair it was pretty exciting and he was getting choked Bennett was like choking him he was so strange watching watching it all like because naturally I'm watching it all and then my brain is going okay like this is the same doctor that I know but then it's like I wish I could erase what I knew to just take it as it is yeah yeah because that's like the way it was meant to be watched but then I can like only watching like I I can't help but watch it thinking about how it fits into like to like modern who yeah like how yeah how he becomes that person yeah, and yeah. I think especially this one, this one will just feel the most detached, like inevitably. Um, but it's quite nice. Yeah. I quite like putting myself in that position of what would it be like watching this at this time and what would people's perceptions of this be? Because literally, you still don't know anything about him. Like, you don't know what his, you literally only know that he's an alien. Like, you don't know where yeah. he's from or, or anything. You I just think I would in- find that. I think that would make me disinterested as a viewer. Oh, really? Right? Like, that he's just this... Now, if I was watching it now, like, I don't know, in the 60s, obviously, like, as a television viewer. But I think, like, now I would be, like, after, like, two seasons, if we still don't really know anything about him, it would just be like, okay, he's just, like, this Mm. old English man who's being, like, paternal and sometimes (laughs) menacing. Okay. (laughs) I want to talk about the 
the twist a little bit because it kind of it it did get me i didn't really see it coming it was only it was only once the doctor started climbing down the hatch and everything that i was like hold on a second yeah you know why you know i saw it coming because the preview the preview thumbnail for the second episode is him wearing the costume without the mask Oh what! I guess I missed that. <laughs> That's so sad. Oh, I'm so, I'm I know. so sorry for you. Oh my god, that's not fair. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. But I don't. I don't know that I would have picked up on it. No, I. Yeah, I, I was. I yeah, I got really excited. Um, and you know, I found out a fun fact where, because they so obviously they showed these week to week. So, the the first episode they didn't credit. Um, Coquillian as the same actor as Bennett, even though it was. They credited huh. Coquillian as um, a made a made up name, Sydney Wilson, and that's, that's a combination. Yeah, it's a combo of Sydney Newman and Donald Wilson, who are two of their producers. Huh. Yeah, fun fact. Crafty. Yeah, crafty. crafty. Huh. But speaking of which, though, the the cliffhanger is quite good when all those knives came out the wall. It's a really good cliffhanger. I will say the ledge it didn't seem like they needed a, needed anything to grab onto on the way back over the ledge. The ledge is quite wide. Yeah, they were, it was like, oh, quick, grab this so that we can pull out these swords. Yeah. And then also, I was, I was, the way it's shot at first makes it look like the pit is so much like farther down, and then when you yeah. see like the wide shot, the pit is like, <laughs> oh, that's what we should talk about. So though. shallow, sandy. The Sandy! Trash, trash alligator whatever it was <laughs> Are, I'm gutted that Sandy died for nothing I'm actually fucking furious at Barbara and obviously like Barbara is usually my favorite and I was like what were you thinking yeah and also, also wasting the, the flare like I was it's quite curious. interesting what I yeah what I was wondering is whether uh Bennett like built those spikes because it oh, seems at first it seems like that. the whole the whole well it seems like the whole area is like an area to like fall don't fall into the pit you'll get eaten and then so I'm wondering whether it was just like a little place for Sandy to live because it had that like that uh this like stone slab with this like beautiful like drying of it uh yeah. which I thought was like that was like some great set design I was really pleased to see that um but then so if like Sandy just eats plants What's going on there? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I haven't even begun to question that area. Like, why those defense systems were in place? <laughs> like, what was the reason yeah. for any of it? And also the way the way the hook comes out of the wall. There's, like, wires behind it or something. And he's and he like, there's, like there's, there's oil on it. <laughs> there's oil on it. Yeah. And that was like, I don't really, I don't really know... Why did, I don't know why there needs to be oil on it to make more slippery. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I rewound it, honestly, because I was oh. like, what? <laughs> What's happening? But I have to say, take a moment for Sandy. I oh. the Watching Sandy move was the delight of my night, truly. Yeah, it was fun. I, I really liked Sandy front on, you know, with yes. his little glowing eyes. But I did also enjoy Sandy from the side when it was clearly someone doing a yoga pose in a sleeping bag. Just the way Sandy, like, just Sandy in action is the funniest thing to me. 
Also, Kukiliad. Oh, no, we're doing it. Um, what is this name? Kukilian? Kukilian. You know what I have to say? I think, like, my, like, my biggest takeaway from this episode is, is that I really understand the mighty boosh a little bit more. <laughs> oh, Sandy was really mighty boosh, wasn't he? Yeah, but like Coquillian, I was like, this is a this is a mighty boosh character. <gasps> yeah, that's you know they based that on a close up of a fly. Did they? Yeah, I didn't like I didn't like his face. I liked his like claws because they were like mammal claws. Yeah, but just the idea of this like also the voice that when he was like, <laughs> you can't leave. It was it was just giving me big mighty boosh. He's like energy. Don't you trust me. <laughs> and then Andrew, yeah. off a cliff. <laughs> but it, it is really like fun to see like where the references like Mighty Boosh are using. Right. Like I don't know. It was it was giving me the lulls. Also, when he pushes Barbara off the cliff, it didn't take much to get her off that cliff. No. Oh <laughs> she, she she did I mean she pretty much took herself down yeah I mean yeah. she did a lot of the work yeah um yeah. yeah it looked it definitely looked like an actor trying to fall safely <laughs> um, I'll say that yeah yeah do you know what was funny about Coquillian is that I was what's interesting to me is the reason I didn't even consider that it was a man wearing a suit in disguise is because this is classic who yeah so they all look like that yeah so the monsters that are they all yeah they all look like poor sods that have been put in suits yeah that's what I'm I was wondering whether like they did that like when they did that they were sort of like had a tongue in their cheek about it or they were like right okay like because we're gonna this is we're sneakily acknowledging (laughs) that we know what the monsters look like in classic who they just all have faces that don't move (laughs) yeah are just quite stiff and yeah exactly yeah so I didn't even question it because I was thinking when you were talking about his claws I was thinking about this one bit where he has to oh what are we shame he has to go out a door and he has to use his his claws (laughs) he can't grab it he's like trying to grab the door handle and you're like oh the claws are really big yeah it didn't look like you could like grab anything with them um and his voice was very yeah Bennett Bennett's really seems to be I don't know like that's a long con but it doesn't even seem worth it like is he enjoying his life he's <laughs> you know he's either shambling around uh in this mask that looks hot or sitting in bed pretending like he can't walk and for what yeah to skip the death penalty or he's hoping I guess he's hoping that the rescue but then this is the thing like he didn't see I thought he was hoping that rescue wouldn't come but then also I thought it made sense that it did come because he would have gotten away with it right because he would just be like because he had Vicky to like back up his story that the the creatures on the planet had killed everyone so why didn't he want the rescue I thought he I thought he didn't want them to bring him back to earth I don't know it was funny how he just like he turned out to be the most 2D of characters. Yeah. He was like, I'm bad. I killed them all. He killed one guy. And then to cover up his mistake, he killed the rest of the crew. It's like, why are you trying like... to do eyeliner? You do a little <laughs> bit too much. And you just make <laughs> those his technique. 
You're like, well, this is, I'm just going to lean into this now. I'm just going to lean into murder. Nothing about that murder is explained either. They're never like, oh, this is what happened. It's just like, yeah, he killed one of the crew and then he killed them all. I guess he just like, yeah. What is, what is the other girl's name? Vicky. I really liked Vicky's, uh, the like design on the top of her dress, the zigzags. Yeah. I I liked her in general. I think she was quite, she was really, I find her like pretty engaging. And I thought they set her up quick because I I knew just from I think the description of the episode I was like okay so this is going to be the new the new companion by the end of this and that felt really modern who ish you know like when you watch like the beginning of a new series and you get new companions and you yeah you know, all these kind of introduction episodes yeah I thought because the way the episode starts it starts with her like uh, it feels like she's a main character and I'm wondering whether of the any other of the early episodes you've seen start like that where they start with people who don't go on to be bigger characters it probably has happened but I can't recall now or but maybe but then it's kind of just an intro you know like Mm. I think the Aztecs maybe opens with like a sacrifice and then the TARDIS lands or, or something but the beginning of the first one an unearthly child that all starts with Susan and Ian and Barbara yeah and sets them up but yeah, it seems like quite like a, yeah, it seems quite familiar. I guess that's just something that Modern Who's kept. And it's been like, okay, well, that that works. Yeah, I feel like I really sort of knew her by by the end of it. Yeah, I like for for what it was, I, like I would yeah. I'd be interested to get a little bit more from her. I find it interesting that she's from the future. Again, not sure how old she's supposed to be because like Susan, she's a grown woman playing I think a teenager I don't know but well this is the weird this is the weird thing about Susan right so she's 15 in an unearthly child they say that but then by the end of that series no by the Aztecs so like three quarters of the way through or something there's a scene in the Aztecs where she's going to get married off to someone and they're like no we can't get Susan married off and I'm like how are they even talking about but they're not Obviously, they don't want that to happen, but there's no reference to her age or anything, which makes me think, yeah, which is weird. So I'm like, okay, so obviously they, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously they're like, yeah. they don't want Susan to be married off, but there, there's no, there's no one saying, that's... but Susan's a child. <laughs> and then that's like a trope in fiction, though. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, like I'm thinking of Beetlejuice and think of series of unfortunate events. <laughs> right. Sure. I haven't seen Where they're like, and I you've never that, seen Beetlejuice. No, I was talking to, to someone about this the other day. Yeah, I've never seen it, which seems absurd. You've got like, I should watch. Wait, so, have you seen Shit's Creek? Oh yeah, I love Shit's Creek. So you need to watch Beetlejuice and understand like the the origins of Moira. <laughs> oh, of course, because she's in Beetlejuice, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, listen, she her oh. She's so good. Well, obviously, I love her so. Obviously, I love Catherine O'Hara now. So yeah, it's like absolutely proto Moira. It's so brilliant. (laughs) It's like one of those things where, as a child, I maybe wasn't like understanding what she was doing, but I knew it was really funny and brilliant because of the like. Oh, nice. I don't even not even I don't even know if it was because of like how adults around me were like. I just knew I was like this is a brilliant performance and I will get it later on in my life. Oh, it's great. <laughs> she wears her, like you see her husband wearing the sweater and then later on you see her wearing it upside down 
as trousers with what? Uh, with like um I don't know what are they called suspenders oh my god that's incredible it's the watch... season's coming up you gotta do it well that's what I was just gonna yeah I I should watch it for Halloween okay I made that it's fun. important to it's important to my to my constitution <laughs> it's my culture yeah <laughs> yeah uh I can't remember how we got into Beetlejuice and Catherine O'Hara. A child marriage. Child marriage, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then she goes off with Jamie David at the end. Yeah. But then we don't Isn't know how Shouldn't she not be in school? <laughs> right, yeah. But I wonder if it's... um. I mean, how long have they been time-trapped? Like, how long have we, they yeah. been time-trapped? I guess we don't know. Well, if she's the doctor's granddaughter, aren't they both quite old? So maybe she just looks looks a certain age and was posing as a 15 year old right oh god i didn't even think about that because this is the thing this was made before they had even decided he was going to regenerate or i presume had decided he would even be older than he looked do you know what i mean like yeah so yeah that's probably a good way of getting around it because my other question is is she a time lord and is she gonna marry david and he's gonna die and she's just gonna regenerate or what yeah i mean i feel like they didn't even know what a time lord was at this point i you know i don't know yeah like so that's why i think they won't bring her back because i think there's just too many questions like there's too many loose ends that they're not going to be able to tie up yeah it's a it's some strange uh alternate universe yeah maybe she does the Mm. audios though maybe someone can tell me on twitter but yeah, I like new Susan, Vicky. It's quite nice to have yeah. some useful energy going on. Yeah, she seems like she, I mean, she trained Sand- Sandy to get food. He was like, oh God, I'm so sad about Sandy. I can't even mention him. It was him. outrageous. It was outrageous oh. that Barbara killed him with a flare gun without a thought. Yeah. Just, and like, I thought there was going to be sort of more reason for Sandy to be there. Nope. Sandy lived to die. And for what? He was so cute as well. And he was so cute. Oh. Oh. R.I.P. Sandy. Always in our hearts gone, but not. What I was talking about. I'm just so sad about Sandy. And then the doctor's Aww. like, oh, well, I feel like a modern Who doctor would be absolutely raging, you know. But then, you know, I guess you can just, you can put that down to the character developing, like, whatever. But it was interesting that he was just like, oh, well, listen. About her, ki- yeah. Like, or he, it was when he was like, uh, he was very invalidating of, um, oh, no, I forgot, it was Vicky. What's her name? Yeah, yeah, Vicky. Vicky. Yeah. He was very invalidating of her feelings. He was just like, you know what? You might like, you should, you, you would like Barbara. She's nice. I'm like, that is truly beside the point. <laughs> she's, she's grieving. That was her only real friend. Yeah, kind of, apart from rubbishy Bennett, who was quite rude to her most of the time, even before yeah. she knew he was a murderer. Also invalidating her. He's like, oh no, that rescue ship's not, it's not coming. Yeah. You're just a silly woman. I mean, Sandy was all she had. Yeah, and she trained him. They had a relationship, you know? Oh. I really thought as well, I thought, oh, it'll be that Sandy's not dead. Like, 
he'll yeah find that would have been survived. nice yeah but did sandy explode yes <laughs> oh the noise I think, oh no i guess that was a different oh my god yes the noise was broke and broke my whole heart it was it was really distressing <laughs> yeah it was really and it went on for so long it was yeah it was really like it was cool though as well like it was like i guess the radiophonic workshop did it like it was like i don't know it was all reverb like reverby and yeah. it was like a whale <sighs> I, I was like <sighs> yeah but but yeah. electronic it was uh. kind of distressing yeah I, I want to talk about the sets, especially yeah. um, the fact that the shot of like the broken spaceship seems like it was still inside a cave. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell whether it was in a cave, but then like the up close shots, there was sunlight. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, Probably, yeah. I'm... Yeah, it just wasn't very clear like where, the, where, <laughs> what was outside and what was inside. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then like the big like uh, landscape shot or whatever, it just looked like there was a big rock wall. Maybe it was supposed to be either on the side of the mountain and the sun is coming, but it just looked like they're inside a cave. So I had, did have a moment where I was like, how did the spaceship get inside the cave? Wriggled in um, <laughs> But yeah, but I, other, I, was, I really liked a lot of, I just liked seeing a set, like something that wasn't just like, I don't know, some random like, forest or or in, in inside like of a ship um like the that ceremonial temple area at the end that I love the nice. little yeah the columns and then like the table there was like some sort of design on the table mm. it just felt like it was I don't know like an actual world being made an actual space, space yeah, to like, be in yeah they'd gone to some effort to to make you believe you were on another planet or you were in another yeah you're it you're in another culture yeah in another space yeah and, and i also like the little capes that the aliens wore those yeah. were quite good they yeah. really Just confused the... me at the end yeah when they came out like i i was like what's happening <laughs> they completely threw me and then yeah i would like to know if like more of them survived uh it just those it two guys yeah those two just... <laughs> in which case you know what i was immediately thinking like this is a race of gay aliens and <laughs> aliens. These two guys. They're, they're gonna just... rebuild the population. Yeah. Um, I guess we don't know any more about their physicality or well, they, yeah, they said there's only a hundred of them. Yeah. So maybe that's why maybe that's why there's only a hundred of them. So they all became gay over time and they're, died they're out. Not, they're not a big reproductive um race. Yeah. <laughs> not big on that. Yeah. I really liked when when William Hartnell went you destroyed a whole planet to save your own skin. You're insane. <laughs> yes. That was good. I was like, wow. He's this is a bad man. Bennett's a bad man. He's a bad man. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. We didn't get any explanation for why he, you know. Yeah, he just does it cuz he wants to. I get assume, but if yeah i don't know i'm intrigued by what you were saying about like what is his life because can we assume that he's rigged those knives in the cave in sandy's cave as well like what's the only explanation that makes sense because they say the people don't like violence and that we find out that sandy was 
just ate plants. So, is he so he's like, yeah, like his stop intruders I'd be, or something. I'd be tired. I'd be so exhausted. I would just, you know, I would fess up to what I did and go back to Earth. I'd be over it. Yeah. That's just too much work. Like, also, where do they get food? It's not really clear how long. They say they've been there a long time, but it's not totally clear how long they've been on the planet either. Um, yeah. They don't. Yeah. They don't. I yeah. guess it's like a two episode long thing. They don't really back it up with much. They're not saying how they were surviving yeah. or anything. Yeah. In, retros- in retrospect about the twist, I think it actually is quite possibly obvious from the first scene when he's like have like a coquillium will get you and she's like oh i haven't seen him today he's like he's around he's around (laughs) just nips into his closet (laughs) just a second yeah but his voice is so crazy i wish i could remember more things that he said Uh, the only one i remember is just before he pushes barb off the cliff it was so weird that because he like let ian go by I know. And then he was doing this weird kind of back and forth dance with Barbara and she was like, um, excuse me. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, don't you trust me? And she was like, can't I? Or something. <laughs> and then he just pushed yeah. her off the cliff. You know what? His I feel like his voice sounded like a lot of Mighty Boosh monsters, but it yes, particularly yeah. sounded like um, Mr. Susan, the mirror that's exactly what I was That goes, look at them shine. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else does, oh, he says other things, but I've, I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't remember anything, anything he said at all. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't really, because he doesn't really His go back and His testicles are to... disco balls, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's all I remember. <laughs> My mana balls. He goes, look at them shine, and then he also has like a like a, a window cleaner that he sprays. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. There's lots of mirrors around, isn't there? Oh my. Yeah, god. he's 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 the mirror world, but the mirror world is just like one tiny um, room. Oh, no. Season one was, I, you gotta you gotta give it up for season one of Mighty Boosh. It's so that's so tragic, isn't it? Oh my god. The like the lack of polish is so delightful. Um. And what was I saying about I don't remember anything Quilliam said that I know that's not I'm not saying it right but uh I don't remember anything he said either listen um are doing better than Ian so yes okay but so there was like a big explosion in the cave when Ian was going back so was that him trying to blow out the cave um yeah he has this little I don't really know what his little explosion device well yeah. I was just gonna say he lets Ian go back it doesn't seem like he comes after him but then the doctor Here's like there's some sort of explosion I don't know in the cave but everybody's oh yes when he's going back and then the doctor the way the doctor comes out and says oh I can't see anything and then goes back oh, and says, like come on that out. really made me laugh that really made me laugh uh, and then he comes back out so one can only assume that was him trying to blow them up that was trying to blow them up later he's like your friends are all dead he's like the people on the mountain are dead. Oh, Bennett is, yeah, and Coquillian, I think it's somewhere, it's like, yes, all those people, those people that came here, they're dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at some point, they're like to Barbara, they're dead, and she was, and she's just like, no, nah, I don't think so. And they're like, I don't think well. so. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I like, know. I got pushed off a cliff, and I was fine. My hair is not even messed up. <laughs> I think they're fine. <laughs>
future, Shona, coming to you from the Time Vortex. Things were always going to go off the rails at some point in this episode, and they eventually did. So up next is me filling in some of the gaps in Chloe's modern Doctor Who knowledge, and then I let her go on a very long rant about Sherlock. Enjoy! Her last episode that she's appeared in, she did a Christmas special with Peter Capaldi, and that was really sexy too. Oh, I think, I think Alex Gibson's just like quite sexy, like and can just yeah. Have chemistry I'm with gonna anyone. watch. Yeah, that's like motivating me to watch things now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's quite heavy, though. Like Amy yeah. has a baby that is stolen, and then oh, she never gets. It's, it's pure horrible baby. because they've done an episode. It sounds like Stephen, the writing of Stephen Moffat yeah there's an episode like the baby was a doppelganger and they actually have the real baby oh it's like i don't know yeah that's a bit much well it's a yeah as i say that's a moffat original and that it feels like extremely heavy shit that is not being not being handled very well um, yeah that's like a hundred percent correct yeah um, uh particularly within the realm of woman yeah yeah i think yeah there's definitely like I, a lot of criticism thrown at stephen moffat for i don't think i i don't think he always writes women badly but i think he often does <laughs> yeah i i just i think about just sherlock on its mm-hmm. own sure um I mean that's like oh I can go on about that so like when Sherlock in like 2011 2012 I was all in hyper fixation remember trying to do my exams and I was waiting to watch season two until my exams were done but like all I could think all I could think about was Sherlock so but then by the time Sherlock season three came out I was like ugh, her I don't know I try I think someone told me it was like absolutely wild just to see, just to know what happened, I watched season three of Sherlock, and good God, that is not a TV show. That is, I don't know what, it, well, I don't know what it is, but I've seen it, but and, I don't remember what happens. In, what what happens? In yeah, season three. But the Masa- like that's the thing. That's the question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I literally don't I mean, remember like a, what episodes is, happen. Yeah, I mean, I have so much to say about this that like I'll try to keep it. What happens in season three? And it doesn't feel like you're, it doesn't feel like you're in the same world. Sherlock has been dead. He comes back. John is engaged. Uh, Sherlock starts dating a woman. Turns out that he was just dating her so he could get access into her boss's building. And her boss is this big villain guy. Oh, man. And then also goes back on drugs, but is totally fine because he's just doing it for the mission and has no consequences. And the fact that he's relapsed doesn't matter. <laughs> and what? then some big showdown. The misogyny in season three. Like now, what thinking about season one, I can and two, I can like see the misogyny, particularly without horribly the character of Molly is treated. But it it is weird because I got those like same, like sort of like almost like a drug, like feelings that like it gave me back in 2011 even though I was like like I kept wanting to watch it but it was like not never quite hitting anyways that was like the longest the longest diatribe but that's my feelings about Sherlock (sighs) 
and about yeah. Stephen Moffat. Yeah. So you I mean, can we can also talk about we can also talk about the character of Molly, who honestly deserves her own show written by somebody else just to like just to get some justice. Yeah. I mean, I oh. remember, I sort of remember vaguely, like, that was sort of, like, the bit of the show, wasn't it, that he, that he, that, that she's mistreated so much or something that, I yeah. don't know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the gay stuff is, um, I mean, yeah, that's a whole other thing. I think me and uh, Eddie McKenzie, who, who's been on the show, yeah, were talking a few months ago about how it could have been interesting had they actually, like, because I can't think of any... Sherlock Holmes like adaptation where they've actually like made the gay stuff a thing which yeah. I think could be interesting because it's been a reading that's existed for a long time it's like if you're gonna do the reading then do the reading or if you're not then don't but don't do this weird thing where you where you know that people have picked up on a certain chemistry and then capitalize on it to keep those viewers interested like, and just and just shit. like <laughs> keep punching the joke over and over again to the yeah. point where it's like why like I think in the first season it was a bit like oh haha um I once heard uh some like someone on this NPR podcast when season three came out it was like a, just a thing where they were discussing it and this was really interesting for me because I had definitely gotten to the place where I was like it's just just like embarrassing and like uh very like uh, uh immature to like really be into the I don't it's hard for me it's hard for me to like really put into words where my brain was at with it but um especially but yeah with the gay stuff and then I heard this you know full adult television critic say that they interpreted their relationship as uh platonic for John and romantic deeply romantic but not sexual for Sherlock as how he feels about John and I was like oh like it's not just embarrassing people on the internet like shipping and like uh seeing that way it's actually like I think that's a very accurate reading (laughs) and that was like a light bulb moment the show isn't acknowledging it the show's like isn't it isn't it funny this could be read like this (laughs) haha so even if I I I, like I feel like there may be parts where the show like almost skitters on acknowledging that that is what it is for the character of Sherlock Mm -hmm. I think it would be really interesting if they did acknowledge that like it doesn't mean you have to make them a couple it just means yeah. like it's an aspect and you're yeah you're acknowledging that like humans have a variety of feelings and <laughs> ways yeah, of being yeah. and yeah I don't know I don't know but yeah so Doctor can... Who yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry what were you gonna say I was gonna say because I I think the other when I went down this long queer baiting YouTube rabbit hole um Supernatural came up a lot and I don't really know anything about Supernatural I'm not saying I definitely wouldn't like it I feel like I wouldn't just from the general vibe I get from it um but I I haven't seen it and I know a lot of people that that like that like Doctor Who like Supernatural um but I think I think the the two main characters are what two guys that are friends or they're two brothers and they have another friend. I don't know. But there's definitely they're two brothers, male... yeah. Right. But I think somewhere in the show, there's two male characters that are friends. And this sometimes gets interpreted as uh, like a romantic energy or whatever. And um, and lots of people read it that way. And I get the impression they're quite hostile about that. I think there was like kind of a horrible clip I saw like of 
the actors at some convention and and someone oh it's really horrible like someone in the audience is just like I'm bi and I felt like I'm really reading a kind of chemistry here what do you guys think of that and literally like they and a lot of the audience kind of groan and they're like oh there's always someone that spoils it or something it's just like fuck like that's just rude and yeah yeah it's like they're so like no like (laughs) I think that's yeah that was definitely a thing with the creators of Sherlock which is weird because like one of the creators is gay but as far as I like remember that was that sort of felt like they were a bit like like make they were making fun of it in season three where in season three they start with this false start that ends with like Moriarty and Sherlock making out right (laughs) um and yeah it's just not it's just it's just why it's like uh a little bit like spirited yeah (laughs) yeah it's mean spirited and then like now how I feel about it is actually what people are positing is possibly better storytelling than what you're actually (laughs) well yeah (laughs) that too (laughs) yeah yeah um I can't remember what we were saying about Doctor Who I think we pretty much covered it though this episode I mean it's, it's fairly yeah short. yeah um, oh, it was pretty it was pretty little I'm gonna I guess I guess just give some final thought thoughts quickly just say the things I liked most about it I guess I did really like that twist I didn't see it coming so I enjoyed it I was like what I enjoyed it um, Sandy obviously was the star of the show and was, yeah and it was cool to get a new companion and see a new companion like it was weird seeing that doctor that so can, can be so grumpy and so you know at, at the start of his run with Ian and Barbara he's so like you know he kidnaps them pretty much and it was kind of cool seeing him sort of invite this person and, and want them along and uh, yeah uh, uh, that was good. Yeah, I don't know why I still find Ian creepy. It's the way he sounds when he says Barbara, I think. Ba- <laughs> Barbara. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Barbara. I'm just wondering, like, who is Ian? Because I haven't, I haven't, like, the last episode I watched, he oh, was being he very was weird. And then this, ep- yeah. this episode, he wasn't doing much of anything. So I guess I'm just like, who is this man? Ian wasn't very interesting in this episode. My favourite Ian is Shady Ian. I like when Ian throws a little shade. Sometimes he's very dry about something, and I enjoy that. But he yeah, he doesn't do an awful lot in this I think it's because a lot of the focus is on Vicky, maybe, because there's not an awful lot of focus on Barbara either, really. And usually at least one of them has some you know, has something going on actually the doctor was more of a lead in this than usual because normally I feel like and I I think we've said this on a couple of the episodes so far is that in his run like at this stage of Doctor Who he's not really the main character like yeah he just feels like he's there in the background which yeah. is strange having um come it come to it by a modern who it, yeah. it is weird like you want more of him but then what they give you of him isn't exactly what I want because it's like it doesn't feel like it's like deep character investigation yeah so you're probably gonna get a bunch of buzzing on the recording because I keep getting notifications from my Loki discord server your what (laughs) so I'm on it I've joined a discord server it's just like a group uh uh called Loki's harem 
which is not exclusively a place to be horny about Loki, but also not not exclusively a place to be horny about right, Loki, sure. you know. And I'm just having a whale of a time. That's nice. I haven't seen Loki, but I did. I <laughs> My did, God. I did join a couple of new social media groups recently, and one of them is a Shakespeare meme posting group. And the other one... <laughs> Because that's that's the content I want apparently, and the other one is a Bo Burnham meme posting. It's called Bo Burnham what posting, and it's just Bo Burnham memes. Um, Burnham memes. Yeah, and that's nice. That's I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on Loki because it's quite Doctor Who-y I have heard it's Doctor Who. The only reason I haven't watched because I probably would. I watched One Division, um, and I really enjoyed it. And I probably would have watched it, especially because, yeah, I think a lot of people were saying, if you like Doctor Who, you'll like this. And Yeah, there's um, one episode in particular. Okay. But the only reason I haven't is because I can't bear to start up my Disney Plus account again and have yet another streaming service. So I reckon, do you know what I mean? I'm like, like, I I just don't get me again, you know? So, but like, I think I'll go back. I'll probably watch it. Do you know what I'll probably do is I'll watch a bunch of things at the same time. I'll I'll get yeah. it back for a month and I'll try and binge everything. I mean, like, oh, but also like, there there are ways, there are ways. Well, I, that too, that too. Um, but that would require Text me more effort on my part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meet me in the back alley. <laughs> oh no, that's gone a totally different to. direction now. Yeah. Hey, you need Loki. <laughs> I always do. I always do. Yeah. All right, that seems like a good place to wind that up, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I, I'm waiting with tender hooks to see if you keep in my giant uh, Sherlock diatribe. <laughs> I'll tell you, Chloe, it was on my mind as it was happening. I was like, I wonder what I'll keep of this and I wonder how I did it together. <laughs> I just let myself go. I was like, I'll just. Do you know what I'm not the one editing this. This is this is good though because I'm just before I recorded this, someone was asking me, I don't, you know, was just talking about my day with someone, and they were like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm doing recording the podcast." There, they're like, "Oh, what episode are you doing?" And I was like, "I said I'm doing this." I said, and I did it with Chloe, who's and I was like, "Who's mad and chaotic?" So I think it'll be good. Like I don't know what's I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Surprise every rabbit, time! Like, what rabbit hole are we gonna go down? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Want to see something really exciting? Speaking of Loki, wait. What are you holding there? What is it? Oh, it's a little leg. Oh, but it's a little Lego Loki. Oh, it is. Hey. Nice. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna pull us firmly back onto the track just so we can finish the track. I'm gonna ask you to tell people where they can follow your content and enjoy more of you sure well you can find me on twitter at uh chloe h just k-l-o-e-e-h and on instagram at uh, chloe h with an underscore and i have a podcast called enthusiastic which hopefully i've been on a six-month hiatus but hopefully we'll be getting some new episodes out within a three-month time period you know we'll see we'll see how it goes uh, if you haven't heard it you can listen to the episodes yes uh, yes and it's I think it's quite good we have five episodes out um people talking about something around they're enthusiastic about and the topics are really wide-ranging so you can sort of pick and choose and 
you know, like you never get bored because they're all so different. And I try to try to tailor like the tone and questions and vibe of each episode to that person and that person's topic. Yeah, I think like it's like on if you already are familiar with the thing, like I got really excited when there was a comedy bang bang one because I love mm-hmm. comedy bang bang, but I don't know that many people that are also enthusiastic about it. So I was like, great, I love this thing and I can hear someone else talk about it. Or if it's something you don't really know all that much about, like um, uh, like POC uh, mental health resources, then yeah. that's also something that you, that you can learn about. And um, yeah, so everyone wins, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like to think. Yeah. I'm quite proud of it. Good. Cool. Um, yeah. All right. Well done, us. We did right. another two part, another David Whitaker two parter down. <laughs> Got it. Thank you for having me on, Shona. It was wonderful and as mad as I predicted, possibly madder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Great. This Bye. has been my adventure in space and time. We've been Shona and Chloe. Bye. Bye. My Adventure in Space and Time is hosted and produced by Shona Stevenson, with music by Shona Stevenson and artwork by Robbie Stevenson. Special thanks to Caroline Donald for all her support and to anyone listening. You can hear more on the website at myadventureinspace.wixsite.com podcast or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at myadventurepod. Thanks for coming along on the adventure. Before I go, I just want to tell you, you were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. 